Welcome to the SMA News Today podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. I have SMA Type 2, and I am a columnist and forums director for smanewstoday.com. Welcome to the SMA News Today podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. And joining me today is Rebecca Mohall from Cleveland, Ohio. She is a parent with three children, and her younger uh, son and daughter are twins who both have SMA, and her son also has Down syndrome. So she'll be talking about her family life, and she also works in sales outside of being a parent. So Rebecca, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, to get started, can you just tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we'll kind of get into your family life? Yeah, so I'm a single mom. I have three children. Um, My oldest is four years old. Um, He does not have SMA, um, Down syndrome, anything like that. And then my twins were actually, they turn a year next month on the 6th. Um, they, They were diagnosed with SMA type one. And then my son obviously has the Down syndrome following the SMA. Mm. Um, I'm not really, you know, when people always ask me, like, you know, tell me about yourself, things like that. I feel like I'm kind of a boring person, but with a very interesting story at the same time. So a lot of my time, uh, my investment, you know, passion goes behind like either my my job because I I work in sales, Mm. only that, but like my kids, you know, with them, it comes with a bunch of doctor's appointments during the month. Um, so not saying that you don't really have an outside life to live, but at the same time, when you being a mother or a father, a parent in general, it's a full-time job. Um, so, you know, we make the best of it and we have a lot of fun. Um, you know, we go hiking. Um, we haven't really done like, you know, bowling or anything like that, like the average or exciting things to do because kids aren't old enough yet. But um, yeah, just a little bit of, of background, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. It, it really consists of my family, um, work life, you know, I have a social life. I have a few friends here and there, but that's really about it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and looking at your parent life, so is it your oldest is not affected. Uh, but then when your twins came along and um, did, did the SMA diagnosis come first and then later on your son's uh, Down syndrome? No. So I was actually about 12 weeks um, pregnant and the doctor, you know, they were doing the, um, so they were running some tests and they did non-invasive tests to, you know, determine genders. Uh, and I was super excited about that. And they were like, Oh, Miss Maha, like you're having a boy and you're having a girl. And I was like, so excited. And then her voice, like, I could just tell the tone in her voice totally changed. And she was, mm-hmm. she was like, but you know, I do want to tell you, unfortunately. And you know, when you hear the unfortunately word, your heart just drops. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you want to know like what's wrong and you know, and they had said, unfortunately, uh, baby B, because that's how they they have A and B, um, was flagged for being a possible um, candidate for Down syndrome. Mm. And so, you know, at that point of time, my, you know, as a mother, again, I've already gone through one childbirth, and we had no complications, anything like that. So Mm. moving to this situation, I wasn't like, I wasn't mad. I wasn't, you know, I was just I was scared. That was like the first feeling because, you know, Mm -hmm. your whole mind just rearranges itself and you have to think like the future, like, am I going to be able to take care of 
you know, his needs. Like, what do I have to do? You start, you know, you already have like pregnancy hormones that go along with everything else going on. And then when you're told this news, you're, you're just like at the point of, okay, how do I prepare for this? Like, what did I do wrong? That was another question that was like, did I do something wrong? Or, um, but to be honest with you, I was very, I was very excited. And I know that the, the average person would look at me like I'm crazy. Like, how are you excited about this? And, you know, but at the end of the day, I felt like it was a task that was not meant for me, but put in my path for a reason, because I feel like mm. there is it'll take you to the journey that you're supposed to be set at that mm. destination for. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and say that I was like overly ecstatic, but I was, I was scared because I didn't know if I could give him everything that he would need. Mm. Um, so I started doing research, everything like that. And then when he was born, because it was only, it was only like a percentage. I think that they said like a, I think it was like 67% chance. Um, mm. So it wasn't like a for sure thing until he was born. But when he was born, that's when they were, you know, they confirmed it, um, which I heard, like, I was, I was so happy. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that they had, you know, everything was working correctly. Heart was good. I heard them, like, I heard them. So it was, it was a beautiful moment, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I like what you say there. I mean, obviously I'm not a parent and I can't put myself like in those shoes, but still it's like, regardless of what kind of prognosis your child gets, like. Uh, your parenthood alone is a monumental challenge and it um, comes with all kinds of uh, things that are unexpected. And so this provides just another element of that. Um, but so, okay. So uh, you already knew your son was going to have a uh, down syndrome. Then once SMA entered the picture, this is where I'm curious because down syndrome, it's like most people know about it or at least have an inkling of what that entails. But then SMA yeah. is something more rare until you have a direct exposure to it. So what was encountering that yeah. news like? And did you know anything about SMA going in? That was honestly, that was a whirlwind. Like it definitely, mm. when I tell you, um, it knocked me off of my feet a hundred percent. So when the kid, cause I, they were born at 34 weeks. So I had them early mm. um, and you know, they were in the NICU, everything like that. Um, and my daughter was able to come home. Antonio still stayed in the hospital because they still needed to monitor him with his heart, everything like that. Yeah. So um, my daughter came home first. Uh, she was ready to go. She was in the clear. Um, they had to be a certain weight because when they were born, mm. my daughter was 4.9 and my son was 4.5. So yeah. huge difference, obviously. Um, but he was having, uh, he had a hole in his heart. So that was what they were monitoring. Mm. Um, again, my daughter got the clear. And it was literally like the next day after I brought her home, um, which Antonio was still in the NICU, um, the doctor had given me a call and he goes, you know, do you have a minute? You know, we're talking on the phone. I remember him not wanting to give me what SMA was mm. over the phone. Mm. Um, so that kind of like triggered my mind to tell me, Oh, like this has got it. Like it's got to be bad. But when they first told me, unfortunately, unfortunately, that word, unfortunately, again, mm -hmm. um, they said both of the twins had tested um, to be, you know, they have SMA type one. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And I'm like on the phone and I was like, okay, like, you know, it's cool. Like we just got the diagnosis for Down syndrome. It's uh, like, that's okay. SMA, like not, you know, mm. not a big deal. Till he was like, I'd like to schedule a meeting to kind of go over our options. And, you know, there are treatments and, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, treatments. I was like, but okay. Like, let me just run it back. What is SMA? Um, and he explained like the whole thing. He had told me um, S- SMA. There's like different types. There's one, two, three, and four. Unfortunately, they have one. And that is um, babies usually don't live past to see their second birthday uh-huh. and my heart just dropped like when I tell you I have never cried so hard and I'm an emotional person I have never uh-huh. cried so hard in my life and then not to mention you google it and it tells you the worst you see worst case scenarios and the treatments and you know which that's something that gives you hope but at the end of the day you know your whole world crashes uh-huh. no no parent ever wants to go through no person I think ever wants to hear that their loved ones or has a medical condition because again like you want to do everything you can to just make sure that they're okay and I'm thinking to myself you know Antonio's still in the NICU and I was just like again like my whole world crashed so met with a doctor and this was actually in Cleveland Clinic um at at the downtown um it, they're huge uh-huh. but the doctor that had you know, talk to me about Zolgensma and then um, other treatments as well, um, Evrisdi and uh, Spinraza, like all of those treatments, you know, he said, I'm, go- I'm going to recommend you to Akron Children's Hospital. So that's a big hospital here that, you know, has helped a bunch of children um, and a bunch of families with the same thing. So they had a specialist there and we had, you know, gone um, we met the team, everything like that. And it's just kind of been a roller coaster from mm. there. Um, and it makes it very, makes it very hard because at the same time, you know, my son, uh, Antonio, he has down syndrome as well as the SMA. Uh-huh. So he's not, he's not just a baby that's categorized underneath the SMA. And he's not just a baby that's categorized underneath the down syndrome. He has both. And they had never seen that before. Um, so that was like a big learning experience. I still think it's a learning experience for everybody in the sure. process of everything. Um, yeah. And so can I ask what year this was? Because you said so treatments were already out um, when, uh, and sorry, what's your daughter's name? Antonio and then? Estella Rose. Estella Rose. So when they were yes. born, what year was this? In 2022, so okay, last okay, year. yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Because yeah, yeah, see that that's I'm glad you said all that because like that's one of the things I'm curious about with like newer uh, families and diagnoses in this because you know of course I was diagnosed I was born in a 93 diagnosed in 95 okay. so you know at that time it was just like oh take them home enjoy them you know kind of thing like I mean um you don't know yeah. how long it's gonna be all that and so now with the advent of treatments I'm curious more what those conversations are like and how they prepare. Like, obviously they still have to give you the facts about um, SMA itself, but then also can say, you know, here's what it recommended um, to be on and that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, you know, just to touch base on that. um, I was very fortunate and this is just, you know, 
I've, I've been asked so many times, like, how do you stay so positive? And how, mm. you know, people, other people are more blunt. They're like, you know, how can you live with yourself? Or how can you, knowing that this is what you created and, you know, your children mm. are suffering, but at the end of the day, like, they're not. Like, they are, mm. they are so happy. And, you mm. know, what would I look like giving up if my kids aren't even giving up on themselves mm. in the process? Mm. So yeah. that's, that's where it puts in a perspective of, you know, the next family that might not have been as fortunate as we have been. Um, yeah. yeah. We, I, it takes, have you ever heard of the saying, like, it takes a village? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, I have never truly understood that until the twins were brought into my life mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't know where we would be if it wasn't for, Akron children's first and foremost, because, um, they have a, like a social worker specialist. Mm. Um, and she's like, the, she literally runs the department. Her, her name is Noah Busso. And she is like a second mom to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She makes sure like, she will make sure she like, she kept on saying before we got those old gentlemen, she's like, we have one shot at this one shot at this. And like, I didn't understand what she meant because you know, their due date was November 17th and they were diagnosed with this October 17th. So they still had a window to go ahead and, and grasp that treatment for Zolgensma mm. um, and see where it took them later, you know, later on in life. So that was a huge thing um, that they were standing behind. Not only that, but, you know, the team that comes along with you, like you really have to be, I wouldn't say picky choosy, but definitely advocate for yourself, advocate for your kids. Like your kids are going to know a hundred percent what feels right, what doesn't, regardless of how old they are. Because again, behind all of us, like physical therapy, we have in-home physical therapy, which makes my life 10 times easier because I work from home as Mm. well. Um, And, you know, her name is Trisha and she's with um, Cleveland DD early intervention. Mm. And, And she's just been like outstanding. Antonio is able to hold up his head. Um, things that, you know, doctor mm. doctors had told us in the beginning that he wasn't supposed to do. My daughter, Stella Rose, she's crawling. Like she's literally yeah. like holding herself up on the crib and, you know, treatment like the Zolgensma and mm. um, Stella Rose is, is not on the adversity, but Antonio's on the adversity. Okay. Um, Tony, who is with Genentech. Oh man. Like great guy. Like amazing. He has been, you know, when he first came in to like show me how adversity worked and, mm. you know, it wasn't like a doctor to doctor talk. It wasn't like a um, conversation, normal conversation that I would have with the doctor, you know, like mm-hmm. I was preparing myself for that totally different conversation. Like when I tell you my four-year-old was running around the living room, I apologize. So I'm like, listen, I'm so sorry. He's like, it's okay. Like I have seven kids. Like, it's not a big deal. We were oh, laughing wow. about it. We were telling each other stories. Like he was able to understand my pain and my passion. And those are the kind of people that we really need in our community as mm-hmm. advocates for us because mm-hmm. we don't we don't have that and you know the next family might not be as as fortunate as me because i've i've read stories i've talked to mamas and i've talked to you know people that are going through it and it's just like that's the kind of love and support that really needs to not only raise our kids but needs to um project that into the world so people know like what we're going through like mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just a diagnosis it's way more that comes along with that it's Nobody wants to feel alone. That's all. Absolutely. And going back to the It Takes a Village quote. So I, I'm curious first about family life and how you've gotten the support. Um, obviously, raising three kids 
um, yeah. at all is a challenge. Um, but then when you add SMA and other diagnoses into the mix, that um, adds another layer. So what kind of family and friend support do you get in your day-to-day -day life? Yeah. So I have, um, I have siblings. I have an older brother and older sister. Um, they have kids and a family of their own. You know, they're, they're mm -hmm. definitely a great support system. My parents, who my parents, like words couldn't even describe, um, that definitely is tremendous help when you have, my parents live right around the corner from me, by the way, too, mm -hmm. which makes mm -hmm. it like even more convenient. And yeah. you know, my parent, my parents work, they have full-time jobs, you know, they, they have their own lives, but you know, I feel like it has brought a lot of us together in a better sense. Um, you know, my parents were able to see not only, which they knew it before, but like they were able to see my value as a mother. Um, and again, they knew it before they knew I was capable of it, but it's a different scenario and a different situation when you have a million other things piled on top of it while you're trying to live in you know a quote-unquote normal life and have yeah. fun I'm only 26 years old I'll be 27 mm -hmm. next year and one thing my mom always says is I don't know too many 26 year old single mothers that you know have everything going on and still manage to work a full-time job or still manage to take care of their kids and still and like shout out to a lot of parents that do it Singly, single-handed or, you know, with two people, five people, however you get it done, mm. like all the praise in the world to you. Um, but parents have definitely been a, a huge support system. Um, I feel like I have, I have a friend who I was, she's an ex coworker of mine, but um, we, she lives in North Carolina. And when I tell you this woman is like, I don't know if people believe in like things happening for a reason, mm. but she has been such a huge advocate for not only me, but for my kids as well. Um, she's been able to shine so much light on our story. Yes, I think it was the day before yesterday. Um, she had actually shared with like a motivational speaker on Instagram and had told this motivational speaker like, hey, like this is my single mama. Um, her kids have this. And like, you know, one person is all it takes that makes it closer to a cure for this uh -huh. because not a lot of people know about it. So she had shared um, my story and Antonio's story and Stella Rose's story to him. And he had like, he had reposted in tears. Like he was, he was bawling and he was just like saying like, I don't know who, I don't know who this, like, I don't know who this woman is, but like, this is what's going on. And like, just show her some love. And oh my gosh, when I tell you all the love from his page, it was just tremendous. And I'm trying to get started showing other people that are going through the same situation, the same love, because again, like it's a very alone feeling a lot of the uh -huh. times and just having random strangers and, and like people you don't even know show you so much compassion and so much love. Like it's wild. Like it, it restored a hum like humanity for me a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Cause I, I, I've never felt so much, uh, but going back to that that's like having a solid support system is so mm -hmm. important because all it's, all it takes is one person that's it like you don't have to throw money you don't have to give us anything like your ears to listen and your passion just as much as our passion like that's where it really helps all of us in the process mm -hmm. absolutely and you know i know you've only been um you know introduced to sma in the last year but uh, have you been able to connect with others in the community and other parents um, since um, your kid's journey began? Yeah, 
So I was able to reach out um, to a, a few families and kind of connect and see their point of views. Now, you know, everybody's story is different. So sure. uh, every, everybody has their own feelings. You know, people have it worse than I do. And I like when I say that, I go into everything saying that because, you know, I could sit here and complain about my kids' diagnosis every day and every night, but they're breathing like they're doing great. I still mm-hmm. have them next to me. We were able to go ahead and, and do the treatments. Um and the next family might not have it, you know, as, as easy or as blessed as we have. So I've, I've reached out to a lot of families. Um, it really varies. Like a lot of them are very positive and um, a lot of them are, you know, need support or want support or just need love. Um, other parents are, you know, have kind of been doing this for years and haven't, haven't seen a change. Um, mm-hmm. I know I spoke, I spoke with one mom and it broke my heart. Like when I tell you it broke my heart, mm-hmm. um, spoke to one mom yesterday and she had lost her son mm. to um, SMA uh, about nine months ago. Mm. And when she had told me, she's like, listen, like you, I, cause I had asked her, I was like, you know, your personal opinion. Cause I do get like feedback. Why does nobody seem like they're interested in this? Like, why does nobody want to share our stories or why does nobody want to just, all it takes is like a click on social media. I know we watched reels and, and videos and, um, different people's motivational podcasts like this is something so important why not share it because it could be them because it's very common and people just don't know until they end up with another carrier and create a baby Uh so Uh she had told me she's like just to be honest with you like nobody really until you actually go through it and Uh I knew that but I it didn't really set in until I started becoming an advocate for my kids Uh until I started becoming an advocate for these families and I think that that's the hardest pill to swallow is because I wouldn't work. I wouldn't like the experience and the journey. I love it. Like would never, I would do it again if I had to, but I would never wish this on my worst enemy ever because it's not something anybody should go through, to be honest with you. Um, It's more than just a diagnosis. It's the loneliness that comes with it. It's the pain. It's the not being heard. Um, the emotional roller coaster. Now there's so many more beautiful things and there are negative things, but at the end of the day, I have never felt so much passion towards something until the twins had their diagnosis. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so it's such a beautiful thing. It really is. No, I love that. And yeah, it is a really powerful community. And I think that's one of the, been the biggest things like, in, I mean, in my life as one with SMA, um, I wouldn't be where I am without the friends I have with it and other parents in the community too. And um, just the whole community. Uh, And so, uh, and then talking about your kids too, what's the dynamic like between all three siblings? So your older one who's not affected and then the two have SMA. I realize they're still toddlers, but still, can you talk about um, just like their dynamic and day-to-day lives? Yeah. So my, my son, his name's Sean, he's four. Uh, He'll be five in January. He is a trooper when I tell you. Um, we have had probably over, I want to say t- over 200 in the past, because there'll be a year next uh-huh. next month. But either 200 or more, could be more. I have no idea. It feels like more. But appointments uh-huh. that he has, and he's come, he, he's come to every single one of them. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I think the only time he wasn't there was when the twins got their treatment. And that's because he couldn't be. But um we have gone hours when i tell you from 7 a.m till 5 p.m um and 
he has stuck through all of it, like literally. And I know it's hard for him because, you know, who wants to be at a, a doctor's office all day and all, you know, all night. Um, but between him and my, my daughter, they are, cause you know, Estella Rose, she has, um, a little bit more of an advantage than Antonio does because she does not have the down syndrome. So, you know, she, right now she has uh, like, she's a lot stronger. So muscle tone, um, everything like that, like she's hitting the milestones and she's more active with my son where my son knows that Antonio, um, requires a little bit more to be gentle. And that's more so like cuddle time and, um, you know, being sweet, things like that. So the interactions with my four-year-old and Antonio aren't, um, they're not non-existent because he loves, he loves both of them to death. But, you know, when I'm asked questions like these, it makes me really reflect on uh, the, the difference between the two. Um, and I think that that's like not a struggle, but it makes you kind of like think about everything, wishing that, you know, he could be, as active as Stella right now. Mm. And um, they can all interact together because that's, that's what you would want. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I think that he has a pretty decent understanding when it comes to like, you know, he doesn't know about the medical conditions too much and he doesn't, he doesn't really understand that part, but he understands like, you know, brother requires a little bit more care than sister does. Um, and then with that too, can you talk just about, I know this is a loaded question too, because it like okay. it also changes day to day, but can you talk about your daily life and managing all the different aspects of parenthood, working appointments? Um, yeah. So that's, that's something that honestly, I don't even under, like, I, mm. I don't even know how I do it to be honest, but it gets mm -hmm. done because mm -hmm. I yeah. feel like, you know, I'm a firm believer people make time for the things and the people that they want to make time for. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, you know, you're going to put your priorities first, regardless. My kids will always be my number one priority. Now I'm not, I'm not perfect by any means, but um, we get things done. And again, mm -hmm. it really all depends on the village that you have around you. So there's different categories that I've kind of mastered um, where I had to understand that, you know, I could be the best mom there is out there to be honest with you, like, you know, could be the best mom, but I can't take all the credit for it because there's a village that comes behind it. So uh -huh. how I stated before, like Noelle Busso in Akron Children's Hospital. Oh my gosh. When I tell you, she pre-plans appointments for us. She makes sure that, you know, we know the times, everything's updated in our, my charts. Um, if we need resources, anything like that, like it's always sent to us, like as soon as we talk about it or after, she will make sure a team or a department knows the situation between, because Antonio, again, it's like everybody's still learning about his diagnosis because it's very uncommon. Like you have the SMA side and then you have the Down syndrome side. So it's not really, um, it's not known as far as, you know, everybody in the medical field and SMA is already uncommon. So long story short, that is, she's been one person that has really advocated for my family. Um, so day-to-day -day life, you know, working from home. In order for me to work, I have to pick the right job that fits with my schedule, um, that fits with my kid's schedule. Because, you know, luckily I had the job that I'm working at now, wonderful company. Like I was on maternity leave. So I knew nothing about obviously the SMA and mm -hmm. um, I knew about the Down syndrome and I, I had updated, you know, my manager and my team um, and, you know, let them know. They've been so supportive. Um, 
you know, my manager has been a huge advocate for me when it comes to my time off that I need, um, mm. really a voice for the kids and, um, has been able to sympathize with our situation and know that I'm one person and I'm trying to do the best that I can in order to get everything done. So it go, it goes along with, like I said, like the village. And then, you know, you have other things like physical therapy, um, occupational therapy, you know, how does that work with your schedule and how does that work with your kid's schedule? Because to be honest with you, I have to carry two car seats and I have a four-year-old like attached to my hip and mm-hmm. I might be strong, but I'm not that strong all the time. Like my arms, you know, I, I'm surprised I don't have muscles by now, like, you know, like super strength, mm-hmm. but the fact that they can all work with me in order to make my life very convenient, like at home is a beautiful thing to have. And I feel like that should be offered for a lot of parents going through because like I said, my situation is I'm very blessed. Like, and I will always say that. And, you know, people might look at me like, you know, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, like I'm very, I'm, I've seen people in worse off situations. So I can only count my blessings to what I have and hope that I can help the next person kind of get in the position, um, for, you know, really helping their situation as well. That's great. And yeah, I think that's a common thread throughout the SMA community in particular and, and other disability communities where it's like we are more empathetic to each other's situations and can provide that support uh, when yeah. needed. And now that's huge. Um, well, Rebecca, this has been great. And I think just wrapping up here, is there any advice you want to share with maybe other parents, other single parents, or really anyone in the community um, that uh, just from your experiences so far? Yes. Um, First and foremost, definitely want to let them know that they're not alone. Um, Even if they feel like it, even if, you know, I'm, and I'm not even talking about with the, you know, with the whole SMA community, I'm talking Mm. about with this, like this whole human race, like Mm. there's going to be that one person that changes your life forever. You just have to find that person and that person will restore hope again. Luckily I did. And I'm, I'm very grateful for it, but don't give up advocating like one person can change the whole entire world and the whole entire diagnosis for us one day. So the moment you stop is the moment we give up. So moving forward, you know, never give up on, on shooting for a cure, finding mm-hmm. a cure. Absolutely. And, um, no, I see, I see the kids are calling you. So no, it's all good. Yeah. I, I, you've, um, no, this has been great. And I really appreciate yes. sharing your story. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And is there anything else you want to say before we close out? Um, no, I think that that's it. I really do appreciate the time. Um, I was so excited to do this because I was like, yes, finally, I get to talk to somebody that's like, you know, not saying that nobody's interested in it because people are always fascinated, but like, I get to, you know, reach out to everybody in regards to this and like have somebody that fully understands Mm -hmm. and that could, um, you know, the, even this, like you, you have become a part of our story. And that's so important to me, like so important to me moving forward. So I appreciate you. And I appreciate your time, honestly. Oh, thank you so much. This has been great. And um, yeah, well, Rebecca, thanks so much again. And for our listeners out there, you can hear more stories and conversations like this by subscribing to the SMA News Today podcast. You can also connect with us directly on our forums and social media and check out our website at smanewstoday.com 
for all the latest SMA news and perspectives. I'm your host, Kevin Schaefer. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Take care. The information in our flash briefings and podcasts are provided for informational and educational purposes only. Be sure to tune in daily to SMA News Today for the latest news and perspectives regarding the disease. Discover more content that might be of interest to you at www.smanewstoday.com. And be sure to follow us on social media and join our SMA News Today forums, a trusted SMA community ready to welcome you anytime.